I. Uh, oh shit. Can I just hit this? an iPhone all we need is an iPhone hey everybody uh, if you are listening to mutiny radio you just turned into some call me Tim today's gonna be a little bit different on some call me Tim uh, my guest I don't believe is arriving today because I just anyways let's get to the point I have these amazing raps that uh, it's called hot dirty P and the sheriff uh, I am Hot Dirty P, Pam Benjamin, and the sheriff is the sheriff of truth, Latoya Sharif Wynn. And we together made this whole grouping of songs. I'm going to play them all for you today. It's our album. They are all political. They were all one-offs. We did them live on the spot during the AltaCast. And we're trying to put them together in a way to get them out to more listeners. So thanks for listening to Some Call Me Tim. But today... We are going to listen to the new hot album, still not out. I'm going to drop it soon. Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. This was our first song, Susan Olson. Trump support. I, I think Trump supporters are funny to me, really. I don't think we should take them off the air all the time. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to. This is a, this is a rap, rap background. We're going to rap to it. <laughs> we'll get a little bit beat. Hey there, little pussy, let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass, you are, you lying piece of shit. What? Too cowardly to confront me in real life. You do it on Facebook, you're the biggest faggot ass in the world. Biggest uh, pussy, uh, pussy, uh, pussy. Uh, my dick is bigger than yours, which, what? which ain't. 
saying much. What a true piece of shit you are, lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. Say uh, slowly and painfully. I'm Susan Olsen. Oh, uh, slowly. I said Susan they call me Cindy and Brady. My name is Susan Olsen and I love Trump today. Uh oh, Olsen. Brady, get it. Brady. I hope. I sincerely hope you reap all this that you deserve. Karma wise, you pathetic little cunt. You are. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. What? Hell is for you. Enjoy. Slowly, what? Slowly, 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 and painfully. My name is Susan Olsen! Susan Olsen! Susan Olsen! Susan Olsen! They call me Cindy. Susan Olsen! Susan Olsen! Susan Olsen! They call me Cindy Brady! I make America great again. Making America great. What a pathetic little cunt you are. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy! 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 Susan Olsen, the biggest cunt, drops off all the fuck! You! Enjoy! Enjoy! That was that was that was good, right? Did we just make a song? I'm gonna guess waffles. That is incorrect! Actually, Alex! We're gonna see. What happens uh, <laughs> here? As we, uh, we're gonna bring up. Uh, we're gonna start with a little uh, West Coast gangster rap in the background, and we're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens. Here. God, I, I, I'm gonna love this already. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> Is it going? It should be going. It should be. We should be hearing it. And I do. Oh, can you put four up? Yep. There we go. Here, we'll start it over. Okay, here we go. Here we go. These are. Ariana Huffington is unattractive, both inside and out. What? I fully understand why her former husband left her for a man. What? For a man? For a man? For a man? For a man? Huffington, Huffington is unattractive, both inside and out. I fully understand why her former husband left her for a man. He made a good decision. Making good decisions. 45, making good decisions. 45, are you still alive? Making good decisions. Meryl Streep, one of the most overrated actresses in Hollywood. What? Doesn't know me but attacked last night at the Golden Globes. Uh uh. She's a Hillary flunky. Who lost big? She's a Hillary flunky. Who lost big what? for the hundredth time? I never mocked a disabled reporter. I would never do that. I would never do that. But simply showed him groveling when he totally changed a 16-year-old story that he'd written in order to make me look bad. <laughs> bad, sad. Just more dishonest media. Oh, Just fake more news. Fake news. Good decision. Did we make a good decision? I said no. I didn't make a good decision. What if I'm Don't alive? Think so good decision. What if I'm alive? 
Can you imagine what outcry would be if Snoop Dogg's failing career and all had aimed and fired a gun at President Obama? How? Jail time. Jail time. Jail time. Negroes. Jail time. Jail time. Snoop Dogg. Oof, oof, oof. Any negative polls are just fake news, just like CNN, ABC, embassy polls in the election. Sorry, people want border security and extreme vetting. Turn my mic on. Yeah. Want border security and vetting. For the five just must more dishonest media. Just more very dishonest media. Fake news. I will build a great wall. I will build a great wall. Whoa. And nobody builds walls better than me. I said nobody I builds walls better, better than, than me. me. Believe me. Believe that. I will build a great wall. A great wall. And no one builds walls better than me. And I'll build them very inexpensively. I will build a great wall. A great wall. Big great wall. Not China. And nobody builds walls better than me. Definitely not China, you see. I will build a great wall. A great wall. Believe me, and I'll build them very inexpensively. China. And I will make Mexico pay for that wall. Oh, Mexico gonna pay? Nah, not today. Mark my words. Uh, not today. Mark not my pay. words. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is my favorite quote. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending the best. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. Rape? What? No. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending the best. They're rapists. And they're criminals like the over office. And some, I assume, are good people. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's about today. Female body inspectors. Actually, that is, it's I guess, real. I guess that it's it real. is actually the FBI. Very real. Yeah, it's FBI female body inspectors. Oh. And uh, it's going to, we're going to, we're going to try it. We're going to see what happens here. We're going to make some magic, yo. FBI magic. Oh. Tantu. Teaching you the language of language. Oh. Uh, Let's go. Get the beats down, little Dr. Dre in the back. I say Dr. Dre for FBI director. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Dr. J. Dr. Dre puts the shit down. Dr. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. He ain't gonna take no shit from anybody. He's just gonna put the shit down. He's gonna beat down. I recommend Big Bird because everyone in the government is a big turd. Yeah, Big Bird for FBI director. Female body inspector. Yeah, who else would be a good FBI director? I say Ronda Rousey. She gonna put the smack down. Smack bitch. Oh, smack down smack on everybody. I trust her. I trust Why her. Why not? Who else are you gonna trust? You gonna go Chris Christie or Rudy Giuliani? <laughs> I say no, no way, no FBI, no. FBI, FBI, CIA, FBI, Who's gonna?
I'll be in charge of the FBI. I recommend Ted Bundy. He's dead now. We can redirect his ghost, bring it back. He's gonna put the smack down. Oh, he's on fleet. You know what I mean? He strangles. Strangles women too. Yeah. That's what our government does. Yeah, just strangling women. Strangling women. If you want to apply to a job at the FBI, just go to FBIjobs.gov. You could have some employment eligibility, but you probably don't if you smoke pot. You see, can't have smoked pot in the past three years that's impossible here in san francisco who hasn't smoked pot in the past three hours i ain't got friends like that anymore they dead to me not gonna be a part of the fbi not gonna be in a director hey FBI. not i this ain't gonna happen who else can we who else? who else who else how about tony robbins tony robbins <laughs> for fbi director Say, I'm in charge of the FBI. I'm the director of everything in your life. Give me your money. I'm Tony Robbins and self-help. It's way better than Rudy Giuliani, right? <laughs> FBI. Yeah. Who FBI. they gonna, the FBI. Trump's gonna elect someone for the FBI because anyone who doesn't believe in his Russian ties, I say he's gonna pick someone who really hates Clinton, who's gonna make her go to prison. It's gonna be sad and it might be great, but he's gonna really try to clean the slate with a new person in the FBI. Female body inspector. Who's gonna be the leader of the FBI? Female body inspector. A margarita. It's the number one trending cocktail, and I'm sure that it could run the FBI. I'm sure that it can take care of these important tasks. It's salty enough to find the criminals, prosecute them. Leader of the FBI. Yeah. C I A and T C A. What they got to be? I don't care. What about Charlie Sheen? Yay! We did. I would imagine that there's probably a gun in the school. I would imagine there's probably a gun in the school. Bang, bang. To protect from potential grizzlies. Bang. Grizzly bears in Michigan. Didn't know there were grizzly bears in Michigan. Ever heard about Columbine? (laughs) There weren't no grizzlies, just a bunch of kids and cokes killing other kids. Don't worry, because at least they're buying guns, which is good for the economy, right? Betsy DeVos claimed that historically black colleges and universities are pioneers of school choice. What? That started from the fact that where there were too many students in America who didn't have equal access to education. Just, just segregation. Brown versus education, 1954. Not enough education, just segregation. Segregation, yeah. I love homeschooling and charter schools and all that stuff, cause it's for segregation. Not education, segregation. Let's bring it back. Let's make America great again. Make America great again. Make America great again. When the white people were in charge, yeah. My family is the biggest contributor of soft money. Soft, soft. To the Republican National Committee. Buy my way in, buy my way in. Buy my way in. Did it buy my way in? Did it buy my way in? Yeah. 
I have decided to stop taking offense at the suggestion that we are buying influence. Oh, buying influence with our soft money, buying influence with our soft money. Now I simply concede the point. They are right. We do expect something in return. For investment. Like a job, like a job, like, I don't know. How about education secretary? Oh, grizzly bears in classrooms. Oh, let's shoot them. We expect to foster a conservative governing philosophy consisting of limited government and respect for traditional American virtues. That word tradition again. And virtues. Oh, she means white. American virtues. She means white. American American virtues. Oh, she, she means white. And we expect a return on our investment. She bought herself in. Bought herself in. She's white. We can... Okay, there we go. So we're going to be rapping to to the dulcet beat tones of uh, Iggy Azalea's No, Medi- no Mediocre Feet, which I think is what... Kellyanne Conway did is no mediocre feet here. Uh, oh, break it down. What you think about that, Sheriff? What? Are you gonna Are you gonna bring him the truth? Are we gonna bring it? Bring in the truth. About Absolutely. Skinny, skinny little ladies. Skinny rice little cakes. rice cakes. The rice cakes of news. There was an article this week that talked about how you can surveil someone through their phones, through their, certainly through their television sets, any numbers of different waves. And microwaves? Microwaves. And microwaves? Microwaves. They turn into cameras, etc. So you just know that's just a fact of modern life. Click. Modern life. Click. Kelly and Conway Click, click Beep, 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 beep 30 seconds you. 30 seconds watching you 30 seconds watching you Heat up that Hot water What do you eat? Kelly and Conway Hot water Hot water Maybe some tea There's no calories in tea, you see Oh Sorry, Kelly Ann We're watching you I think the big lesson to the political class is to stop listening so much to each other and start listening to the people. <laughs> political class, stop listening to each other. You gotta listen to the people. They're not listening to each other anyways. What could they be talking about? Maybe microwaves. Microwaves. The CIA is after you. After you. With your microwaves. The microwaves. They are actually listening to the people. We're watching you. Usually based on an economic agenda, white working class voters don't buy into this whole biology, chemistry, abortion, gender agenda as much as they want more take home pay. They want affordability. I want some money too. (laughs) Affordability. Affordability with their abortions, usually based on an economic agenda. White working women voters don't buy into this whole biology, chemistry, abortion, gender agenda as much as they want more take home pay. Yeah, equality. Equality. Let's ratify the 19th Amendment. 
yeah, woman suffrage. 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 She's out for suffrage. Watching you. Kelly at Conway knows about suffrage. Um, Cause they're watching. She's you. white too. She is, and so thin. I thought we always just listen to thin, pretty women. Don't we just do that? Yeah. They're clearly telling the truth. She is clearly telling the truth. Many Americans are very concerned with the lack of vetting that's going on. Show me your papers. Show me your papers. Show me that you belong here. Show me your papers. Show me your papers. Isn't that why they signed that new vetting act? Oh, oh if, no. If you don't show the papers, we might think you're a terrorist. What? Donald Trump has addressed many times that his main concern is making sure that we have a system in place that we completely lack now, which is those countries that tend to train and export and harbor terrorists where we do not have proper vetting are are places where we're going to need to have better vetting. And he's made that very clear. Better vetting. Is it clear to you now? Yay! <laughs> we did it again! Yay! We did it! Yes! We did it. We're going to come we up with our mixtape. We did it. <laughs> well, one one old man I don't like is uh, Pence. So let's Ugh. see what happens here. Let's see what happens with All our right. new rep. Here we go. <clears throat> protection against sexually transmitted diseases. of homosexuals in the rank weakens unit cohesion because homosexuals are weak is that what you're saying are you saying homosexuals are weak i think that's what he's saying that's what he's saying keep the rape in the closet what, what? keep the rape in the closet now he got eight obviously this wall is wall this is move on move on is evidence that women should not serve in the military. Women should not serve in the military. Don't ask, don't tell. Keep the bitches in the kitchen. Some mischievous liberal at Disney assumes that Milan's story will cause quite a change for the next generation's attitude about women in combat. Bitches with guns. 
Many young women find many young men to be attractive sexually. Great, great. Put them together in close quarters for a long time. Things will get interesting. Put them together in close quarters for a long time. Fingered in the dumpster. Interesting. Moral of the story: Women in the military, bad idea. Also homos. Women in the military, bad idea. Also homos. Brock Eight. Turner. <laughs> Do I believe in evolution? Brock Turner. <laughs> Do I believe in evolution? Brock Turner! I embrace the view that God created the heavens and the earth and the seas and all that's in them. And Brock Turner. <laughs> and HIV and STDs. Frankly, condoms are a very, very poor use for protection. Also, global warming is a myth. There, I said it. Global warming is a myth. Hopes. Just like the new Ice Age scare of the 1970s, the environmental movement has found a new chant in their latest chicken little attempt to raise taxes and grow centralized governmental power. Gates and hates. The chant is, the sky is warming. The sky is warming. I got hates. The sky is warming. Brock Turner. The sky is warming. Global warming is a myth. There. I said it. This thing is crazy. Girl, you got a nice pelt. The sky is warming. And I also don't believe in evolution. That's our vice president. Mm. Yay, we did it again. <laughs> That's our vice president, Mike Pence. 2017. 2017. Are we, are we officially saying that Steve Bannon has a small penis? Yes. Is that what's happening? Yes. I always go to the dick. All rise, all rise for his master of spin, Mr. White House chief strategist in the Trump administration, 45's main liar, misogynist, racist homophobe. Steve Bannon man, Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon man. Who is he? Oh, he's Steve, Steve Bannon man. He's Steve Bannon man. Oh, the most hateful. The most hateful quotes. Hate that nigga. Right, Bart is a hateful place. I couldn't share myself off no. that. Uh. Gay rights have made us dumber and it's time to get back in the closet. Hoist it high and proud, the Confederate flag proclaims a glorious heritage. White is right. Oh, white is right. We're pretty racist against lots of things. Oh, Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Trannies whine about hilarious Bruce Jenner billboard. He's still calling them trannies. Oh, the misogyny, the homophobe, the transphobia. I can't believe it. Birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. I said birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. What? It makes you fat. It makes your voice unsexy. It makes you a slut. Because it's Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Big, big misogynist. Big, big hater. Uh, 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 what else? White is right. Uh, Steve Bannon. Right. Far white right. Uh, uh, 
Suck it up, buttercups. Dangerous faggot tour returns to colleges in September. I said suck it up, buttercups. Suck it up. Suck it up. Steve, 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 Bannon. Steve is the hate that's Gotta hate the fags, gotta hate the Jews, gotta hate the ladies and all of yous. Suck it up, buttercups. Dangerous faggot tour returns to colleges in September because he's Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, 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 Steve Bannon. Misogyny. Homosexuality. Racism. He's, he's all of it. He's all of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Why don't you just kill yourself? Mm-hmm. I got a gun right here and off yourself now. The solution to online harassment is simple. Women should just log off. They're screwing up the internet for men by invading every single space my we have mail, online and ruining it with attention-seeking, needy, demanding, and touchy-feeling form of feminism. Because women belong in the kitchen. Yeah. And no birth control for you, bitch, be pregnant. There's no hiring bias against women in tech. They just suck at interviews. Oh, we don't know how to talk. Would you rather have your child have feminism or cancer? What the fuck does that mean? I really want Steve Bannon to get cancer. Yeah, he looks like he does. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Hey, nasty. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. World Health Organization report. Tranny's 49 times higher HIV rate. There's that word again. that he's a White House executive? Oh. <laughs> Did we mention Chico. he's maybe the second most powerful person in the United States? He's got the code. Misogyny and racism. Racism and transphobia and homophobia. All that stuff. Mm. Yeah. Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Hey, nice nigga. We do it every week. How do we do it? How does it keep happening? It's so amazing. It's so amazing. We're just, it's it's incredible every week. It's coming. It's It's coming. coming. It's going to be, this week's rap is about Ben Carson. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uh, We've got some, we've got some cushion money rap instrumental beat on the background. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to see what happens. Ben Carson, Uncle Tom today. Uh, with Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. We're here for you. Er- oh, is it not? I put it in the wrong one. Dang it. There it goes. Now it's going. I put it in the wrong one. Just like. There we go. Oh. Progressives think he's an Uncle Tom. Ooh, Uncle Tom. I'm, I'm not sure I agree that there isn't a fair amount of racism here. Not too much racism. What? I said there's not not too much racism. Ain't no racism, boss. There, there is, but not where you'd expect it to be. Nope. It's mostly with the progressive movement who will look at someone like me. NASA. And because of the color of my pigment, they decide there's a certain way that I'm supposed to think. And if I don't think that way, I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom's boss. Uncle Tom. I'm an Uncle Tom. And they heap all kinds of hatred on me. 
I'm an Uncle Tom, and they eat all kinds of hatred on you. And to me, that is racism. What? Meatballs? No. There's not as much as you'd where you'd expect it to be. There is, but not where you'd expect it to be. And they look at my pigment, and they decide there's a certain way I'm supposed to think. And if I don't think that way, I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. And they heap all kinds of hatred on you. And that, to me, is racism. 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 Uncle Tom. Racism. Uncle Tom. Racism. Uncle Tom. What if on D-Days our soldiers invading the beaches at Normandy had set their colleagues to be cut down, a hundred bodies laying in the sand, a thousand bodies laying in the sand? What if they had been frightened and turned back? Well, I guarantee you were frightened. I guaranteed you they were frightened, but they didn't turn back. They stepped over the bodies of their colleagues, knowing that in many cases they would never see the homeland of their loved ones again, and they stormed those Axis troops, and they stormed that beach, and they died. Why did they do that? They didn't do that for themselves. They did it for you, and they did it for me, and now it's our turn. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle I'm an Uncle Tom. Tom, and they heap all kinds of hatred on you. I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom with gifted hands. And they heap all kinds of hatred on you. So that, to me, is racism. 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 Uh, Uncle Tom. I would not advocate that we put a Muslim in charge of this nature. Nation. I would not advocate that we put a Muslim in charge of this nation. I absolutely would not agree with that. I forgot I was black. I would not advocate that we put a Muslim in charge of this nation. I would certainly not agree with that. I forgot I was a nigga. <laughs> Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. And if you know, if and you know, if there's somebody who's of any faith, but they say things, and their life has been consistent with the things that will elevate this nation and make it possible for everybody to succeed and bring peace and harmony, oh, then I'm with them. I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom's slaves were tourists. Uncle Tom. Slaves were tourists. Slaves were immigrants. Coming over on the boat, making this world a better place. Obamacare is worse than slavery. Uncle Tom said. I'm an Uncle Tom on the worst things since slavery. Obamacare is really, I think, the worst thing that has happened in this nation since slavery. I've never been whipped before. Never been whipped before. <laughs> All right, we did it again. <laughs> yes. We did it again. Our mixtape. Kush money. It's happening. <laughs> Kush money. Our mixtape's coming out real it soon. Is. We're it's... coming hot. Hey, it's Dirty Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff coming at you. Yeah. Coming at you. Some magic. doesn't work, she doesn't work. Women who work, passion is what makes us feel most alive. Women who work, women who work, don't buy her book cause it's full of plagiarism. The trump card, her first book, nothing in that either. Women who work, women who work, she has some work advice no matter what.
What's your age, your background, your education, or your success? We all are granted 168 hours a week. Hours a week. That's math. Math. That's is that a 24-hour daytime seven which equals 168 hours a week? When do you sleep? I got a nanny. When do you sleep? She's got a nanny and a child. Oh. How do you build a world-class team? First, you have to find the right people. Thank you, Captain Obvious, Obvious. Captain Obvious, to fuck up a lot advice. Don't gossip, don't gossip. Gossip about women who work. Get the Trump card, don't buy her first burke either because she already has too much money. Too much money, don't buy the book to burn it. Go to the library and burn it from there. (laughs) Burn it all down. We often don't realize that while we're waiting for our lives to begin, they have already. And they're made up of all the decisions we make, big and small, conscious or not. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Women who work, many women who work, women do. I am that nanny, and I wish I could make enough as her nanny. She probably pays $38 an hour to a service. That's a lot of money. Maybe, maybe she doesn't pay a service, and it's just another Slovenian girl hanging out in her house. Work, women who work, women who work. Success is a team sport. Success is a team sport. Ivanka Trump, Captain Obvious, Captain. So much you can learn so much from the perspective of others, and it literally costs you nothing. But I'll pay you lots of money to be my nanny, my nanny while I'm at work. I plagiarized and work. Didn't write this novel either. It's probably a ghost writer, or it was me in a room with a tape recorder talking about myself, how cool my life is. My nice husband, my dad, he's really nice, and my nanny. Some of my best photos of the kids were taken by my nanny during the day, and I'm sure in 10 years I'll convince myself I took them because I I take everyone else's work and make it my own. Plagiarism, women who work. <laughs> we did it again. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was that was our that was hot, dirty pee and the sheriff. We're hopefully gonna have uh, a name for our album, and we'll maybe make some more songs and put it out. But uh, if you liked it, tell us. Go to that donate button at the top of www.mutinyradio.fm and press it. Say, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I like Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. All right, everybody. Uh, that was that. You're listening to Some Call Me Tim if you're actually listening to Some Call Me Tim. And it still it's, keeps playing in the background. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, so here we are on Some Call Me Tim. My guest didn't make it. I also didn't remind him because I was out of town for a while. But um, what we're going to do instead, 
um, is I'm going to play something that makes me laugh. And I hope it makes you laugh too. It's a funny or die thing. And I'm sure you're like, oh, we knew about this whip before. Like, you're so dumb. But we're going to listen to it because it, it makes me laugh. It's called uh, Zach Morris is Trash. And it's really funny because Zach Morris is trash. Uh, but I used to watch, you know, with, well, this was a little bit past my time period, but I still pay attention to it and I think it's hilarious. So enjoy. Zach Morris is trash. It's winter break at Bayside. Jesse Slater and Kelly got jobs at the mall. Lisa is volunteering at the hospital. And Zach is sitting on his lazy blonde ass eating cookies. Zach is at the mall, bothering Slater and Jesse at their jobs, when he bumps into a girl. She says she's late for work, which Zach hears is an opportunity to stop her twice and make fun of her for only having an apple for lunch. Screech had an accident with his new doll and cleans up in the bathroom. A nice stranger offers advice on how to dry his pants faster. Zach notices him shaving and tells Screech to check out that homeless dude, then scolds him for looking. The homeless dude says he's lightheaded because he hasn't eaten all day. Zach continues to bother him while he shaves, then leaves a whopping $3 behind in a payphone, probably because he didn't want to touch his icky homeless hands. Zach wishes him a Merry Christmas with a smug grin on his face because $3 will definitely put this guy's life back on track. Zach is roaming the mall, hunting the girl who ran away from him and bothers Kelly at her job. He finds his target, named Laura, and offers to take her to lunch because he knows she only has an apple to eat, something he once again goofs on. Laura's considering lunch with Zach, because she's starving, when Zach sees the homeless guy. Zach lets everyone know how great he is for giving him money earlier, but adds he hopes he doesn't spend the $3 on wine or super cheap heroin. Laura says she's lost her appetite. Zach sees Laura in the food court. He apologizes, saying he doesn't know much about the homeless, and adds that in his neighborhood, the poor family is the one that doesn't have cable. Zach asks Laura where she lives. Laura says she lives with her dad. He asks where, and Laura says they're currently moving, and they move around a lot. Zach asks what her dad does, and Laura says her dad is between jobs. Then an emaciated Laura politely asks for a chip before scarfing down a whole bunch of chips. Zach connects none of these dots and makes fun of her for eating so many chips. Zach realizes he can make Laura like him with food and buys her ice cream, then takes her to Jesse's job and cuts in front of a bunch of kids to take a picture with Santa. Santa asks Laura what she wants for Christmas, and she whispers some deeply disturbing shit in his ear. Zach asks what she said, and before she can begin to say she's not sure she can tell him, Zach hands her a candy cane, more food, to put in her mouth so she can shut up about her problem. Zach's mom shows up, who has the same blonde hair to roots ratio as her son, and mentions the Christmas play she's putting on at the mall. Laura wants to be in the play, but is hesitant about asking for time off at her job on her first day. Zach tells her not to worry about it, and it's no big deal. Then, as she walks away, makes a really creepy comment to his mom that he finally knows what he wants for Christmas. Gross. Slater is struggling with his job wrapping presents when the friendly homeless man helps him. He asks for some of the scraps Slater throws away. Slater generously gives him a whole roll and some ribbon. The homeless man staggers away, takes two steps, and collapses. Because apparently $3 with a side of wrapping paper isn't part of a complete breakfast. Laura asks her boss to be in the play. He says no, because it's the busiest time of year. Laura is upset because Zach got her hopes up. Zach mentions that homeless guy from before passed out and is at the hospital. But who cares, because they need to get to the hospital to help Lisa donate gifts to kids. They give gifts to the kids, then sing their way over to that homeless guy who almost died. They visit him in full costume. Zach takes off his Santa beard out of respect. Zach sees Laura and, still unable to connect these huge dots, asks why she's there. He's her dad, you dingus. To be continued.
Right now, Laura's dad, Frank, said he passed out from hunger. Zach gives him some of his stale leftover cookies. He invites him to his house for dinner, because now he knows he can get this hot homeless girl to hang out with him using food. He feeds Laura until she can't eat anymore, then tells her the weight she put on in the last hour looks great. Zach's mom thanks them for coming over, and says she appreciates having guests that are different than usual. Zach clarifies she means they're not used to guests with big appetites who live at the mall. Then Zach asks the fun and super polite question, so how did you become homeless? The computer plant Frank worked at went out of business, and he's had trouble finding work ever since, especially since he doesn't have nice clothes for job interviews. Zach uncomfortably looks at the floor and says nothing after starting this difficult conversation. Zach begrudgingly helps his mom set up for the play and complains the entire time in a hideous sweater. Zach sees Laura rushing to work and stops her to once again use food to make her like him. Laura sees a jacket at the store she wants to buy for her dad to wear to job interviews. She asks for an advance on her paycheck. Her boss says no. Zach shows up to interrupt Laura at her job, again, in an outfit that's still not as dumb as that sweater. He convinces Mr. Moody to let Laura be in the play by promising to double his business with a mysterious whisper deal. Kelly puts the jacket aside and says she's going to buy it later as a surprise. The play is okay. It's fine. Or whatever. Who cares? And Laura learns her lines even though she just found out she was in the play 10 seconds ago. But Zach takes his mother's nice play about the meaning of Christmas and turns it into a big commercial for Mr. Moody's department store. Where are these clothes from? For the well-dressed miser, the only place you shop is... Moody's store for men. But I guess if you're seeing free theater in a mall, you get what you pay for. Mr. Moody sees the missing coat and assumes Laura stole it because she's homeless. He threatens to call the cops and she runs her hungry ass away. The gang splits up to find Laura and Frank and they finally leave the mall for the first time in nine days. Zach and his mom find them in a car outside of a Christmas tree lot and invite them into their home. Mr. Moody gives Laura the jacket as an apology. And Zach's parents offer to let them live at their house until they're back on their feet. Laura says she doesn't know how to thank them. Zach suggests sexual favors. It's a Christmas miracle. Laura and her dad have a place to stay until Frank gets a job. Only we never see them ever again because they probably fucking killed themselves or starved to death. Merry fucking Christmas. Let's review. Zach Morris harassed a stranger at the mall and made her feel bad about her lunch. Made a bathroom spectacle out of a homeless man minding his business, then thought $3 would change his life. And felt great about giving him the $3 even though he was pretty sure he'd spend it on drugs. Used food to get a hungry girl to spend time with him. Cut in front of all these kids waiting to take a picture with Santa. And when that homeless guy passed out, he thought it would be fun to visit him dressed as Santa Claus. Then invited the homeless man to his parents' nice house to comment on his daughter's weight and make him talk about why he became homeless. Turned his mother's Christmas play into a department store commercial. And told this homeless girl she should hook up with him because of his parents' generous invitation and because she has nowhere else to live now. Ho, ho, holy shit. Zach Morris is trash. Zach Morris is trash. That's some funny shit, right? Funny, funny shit. Uh, so, I there was another thing I found that I thought was super funny. If you haven't seen uh, Gay of Thrones, it is some of the best, amazing, incredible, hilarious stuff. Um, here, we'll just, we'll pick this one. Dragon Weave. Thank God Game of Thrones is back. Did you see the premiere? I think so, but there was no rape and the women were in charge. <sighs> So at first, I'm like, is this Flashback Friday? The men who helped me slaughter the Starks at the Red Wedding. And then I was like, no, actually it's Woman Crush Wednesday because Baby Casey was serving Scooby-Doo snacks and Jonestown wines to everybody. And BT dubs, Baby K Sue will forevermore be known as Baby Kill Bill because she's got a list and she's killing everybody. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. 
then Little Miss No Sunshine is creating her own version of Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Westeros, and they are like, I don't plan on knitting by the fire while men fight for me. Vintage Mia Farrow and she's beta testing her King's Landing Google map. You've arrived at Dragonstone. But really all she cares about is preserving her little baby dynasty. Dynasty for us. And honey, I'm like, your dynasty is in dire straits. That ship has sailed. I don't think those ovaries can do any more incest baby. There are no more flowers in that attic. After that, Jared let himself go, comes stomping into the room, serving all the guy liner in the world. And he does not know how to market his Airbnb. You don't care about the Ananas. They're nothing but rocks and bird shit, man and a lot of very unattractive people. Back at University of Phoenix, Tubby Lovey is serving a plate full of Dolly Parton and nine to five realness. Barely getting by, it's all taken and no given. Working at Winterfell, Fuckwatch 2017 is in full swing. But this year, BDSM is on the menu. You're a lucky man. So then baby Kill Bill is sauntering through the woods. She runs into your auntie's favorite sexually non-threatening number one hit recording artist, Ed Sheeran. If I hear that fucking song one more time, Shape of You or Piece of You or whatever the fuck it is, it's on repeat at my gym and I feel like I'm in the seventh circle of hell. I don't like his music and he has too many vowels in his name. He would literally have Vanna White doing right up back handsprings and half marathons to turn over all those dang letters. Remember when she was on Playboy and it was just her with a shirt on putting her butt out of a window? It was the 80s. Then Dog the Bounty Hunter gives every Silver Lake, East London, Brooklyn queen a sage piece of advice. You think you're fooling anyone with that top knot? At the end, Christina Aguilera and her whole squad arrive and they are ready to flip this castle. Dramatic doors, spacious kitchen, beautiful views. But wait until you see the war room. I'll take it. Oh, it's a deal. I do have to disclose that someone fucked on this table. I could feel it. If I didn't know any better, you would be serving me reincarnated Marjorie Faroche. I'm back from the dead. Where are my dragons? Okay, that stuff's funny. Um. I don't know what else to do for you guys here on Some Call Me Tim today. I should put on something good like, um, I don't know. I played all the good music I can think of. Uh, did you hear that Jimmy Buffett's going to have a Broadway musical? How crazy is that? I will play you the end of Flat Black Plastic because it's so good. And he really cares about his show. And I, I swear, guys, I was going to try to care today. But I'm in such existential crisis. I can't talk to myself about it. And my guest didn't come. And that's okay. But And I've been smoking so much weed this afternoon. Like, <laughs> so, so much weed. I am very high. So please enjoy with me uh, last Saturday's Flat Black Plastic with Scotty. Scotto. Black black plastic.
So you guys, if you're still tuned in here to Some Call Me Tim, uh, we've just uh, have a guest who's just arrived. We have Peter from the street. I am Peter from. The, you have to talk into the me? microphones. There you go. Uh, try the other one. Can you hear me? There we go. Use that one. That's the one. I don't know why that other microphone's being poopy lately. So I'm sure you guys know already. Pam's the coolest person ever, and oh, she, we just had this great, sweet. very exciting well, conversation. This is Peter from the street. I am Peter from the street. He just walked into Mutiny Radio. I have a, like about six months ago. I was telling you some of this that someone was like. I was just at th- I was at this event and I kind of like caused a scene and this guy was like, dude, he's like mutiny radio, you should do that. And I'm like, it's been in the hopper and it came up again last Tuesday and then I was walking down 21st and I saw a flyer for the comedy thing and I've been meaning to do comedy and I missed that and I came in and I heard flat black plastic, awesome, cool, funky, like this. I like Mixcloud. I talk a lot, as you can tell, so I'll be good. I like Mixcloud, so there was a show, Me Soul Radio. What, what is Mixcloud? Mixcloud is like SoundCloud. You would like it. Do you, do you... I don't have SoundCloud either. I mean, I guess SoundCloud's on the internet, and people use it. And I have... I mean, people have said, use my SoundCloud, and I've played things here off of their SoundCloud. But, like, I don't have a device in my pocket that, say, plays SoundCloud, so I can't do that we were just talking about that we were just talking about media and in in pam said so i pulled out you guys obviously know who ad busters is so i picked up this cool book yesterday and as we were just talking about everything from beastie boys to comedy um i was like jumping up and down like hey you got to see this book i got and we were talking about media and like how it's affecting us and um so it's called culture jam it's by the Adbusters guy. It's by the Adbusters guy. Um, so I picked up this book yesterday, Carl Lawson, and um, he has a really interesting history, which I didn't know. You guys have probably heard of Adbusters, and he is the person that is responsible for generating things like Occupy Wall Street and also the. I forget the. Do you know what the Christmas thing is like? National Buy Nothing Day or something oh, like that. Oh right, right, Don't. right. That's that's. I I never buy anything, anyways. But yeah, it's it's like the day after Thanksgiving. It's buy nothing. Day right. Instead of yeah. like Black Friday. And and yeah. actually, I would love your. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I would love your opinion on this because and we were just talking about what because I'm looking to get a radio show and what we can say on the air and what we can we we can't say and what we we're in the mission. We like to be conscious. We're conscious people. So. I saw something and the the and let me know if you don't want to get political. It's not no, anything. No, but no, no. We can absolutely awesome. get political. So whatever direction. I'm a Marxist. I'll just put it out there. Nice. I'm a Marxist. I am as well. Thank you. Oh, so you that's. Are, I was just at a um, Jacobin meeting the other day on the Berkeley campus. So yes, Sweet. I yeah. consider Sweet. myself probably more progressive, but I think those overlap. Marxism his, and his, progressivism. His ten, the ten tenets that he put down, uh, sort of of what makes socialism work, which are super strict. Now, I don't feel like we have to fully go. I don't feel like communism does it because. So I would say I'm a Marxist, but some of his things, I feel like we don't have to do all of it, but we could do a little. Like we don't like giving down money from through families. We can do it like Mexico. You get a 99 year lease on the land. And that's how you buy land in Mexico. The, if after 99 years, the money goes, the, the land goes back. And if your grandkids want to keep that land, well, I hope they fucking made some money and they can buy it back from the Mexican government. I just feel like, how much, like lineage do you get? How much aristocracy do we let ourselves create when we know that doesn't work? So, I say, 99 years. If you make your own wealth, 
you know, like you get 99 year lease on it or whatever. So it's a little bit of socialism, but it's a little bit of, I don't know. Well, it's pragmatic. I feel like that's what I am. And I, and I feel like I'm, except for like a few issues, and I would love to ask t- to hear your opinion on this. Like the death tax, the estate tax. Ah. I I am sort of like, I'm I'm okay. Like talk to me. You know okay. about it, and I'm this okay. is this plays into it. I'm okay with it. Yes, because they're your kids and screw you. But here's the right. thing. But here's the thing. They made that money. That was their money. That money was already taxed. That money was already taxed. That was their money. They saved it. It was taxed. And can't we? Why right. do we have to double tax it? That's not fair. It's not they fair. Already? So I see both sides. Because Me too. It's like, fuck your kids. Work for your own money. But then it's like, they made that money and they saved it up like a squirrel. For what reason? You can't take it with you. Why'd you do it? Well, that's the thing is if we didn't all worry so much about money and saving it up, wouldn't mm. we just be happier people? Instead of like squirreling it away, I work so hard, I work so hard. And then you're dead and you try to give the money to the kids and the kids are like, well, I only got 150000 to the 300000 <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my parents died for nothing. It's like, uh, so I want to see one of your comedy shows. I could see where <laughs> this would be good. But so I understand both sides of it, though. Like, it was meant Double to tax. prevent dynasties, and I think we're on the same page with this. At the same time, it is because I'm all about freedom, liberty. At the same time, we have to say, and, and you kind of hit on it. It doesn't matter how the okay, ill-gotten from like whatever the Sacklers or the Waltons from Walnut big deal it's your kids you you made that money however we feel about it it shouldn't be taxed again and it only affects the point like 0001 so it's like but but then it also trickles down to the people who actually were middle class that's now disappearing because if you how does it next if you had a nest egg of like 300,000 yeah they did 50% tax and you only get 150 that kind of sucks if you have like 15 billion but so I'm of the thinking anyways that nobody needs to make more than a million dollars a year fuck you if you think you need more than a million dollars a year what the fuck do you need what do you buy what are you having foie gras cornflakes like, yes why I'm, are you I'm a billionaire Pam I'm in disguise what are you talking gold, about I, I use gold to like wash out my inside I get gold <laughs> enemas because I like my pooper I don't know they're, they're crazy but so I don't think anyone needs more than a million dollars Okay, here is an interesting thing. So, actually, two things on that. I, one of my nicknames I've been calling myself, and I'm, I guess I'm outing myself with this, but it, I, th- I came up with a funny, like, graffiti thing. I've been putting together as a zine. So, I've been calling myself Bidet because oh, do you know what a bidet does? Yeah, it washes your butt, it cleans out assholes. Yes. So, I will try to, in the correct venue, Basically, my thing has been this. I saw an interview, and you're a skater, so you'll, you'll, you. I'm sure you've read. You're probably done some surfing. So, like, there was, yeah, there's this guy, and in Surfer Magazine, he's a Balinese surfer, and I've been looking. I'm sure you know who Christian Fletcher is. I've been looking at these guys and, and reading what they say, because they, if you're surfing the tube, or if you, if you're on a nice like hilly skate run, and just dagger styled on a perfect grade you're in the it's like meta perfect meditative state so you're in a blissful state for a while mm. so just kind of playing to what we were talking about the meteor saturation where that takes it away if you're sure. in that state i listen to what those people say and this one guy right in an interview surfer magazine he goes you know we vote with our wallets so my thing is like mm. we can support costco who pays our employees forty-five thousand dollars a year or walmart and we can't always do it there's convenience and time but when sure. we can make conscious decisions right yeah I totally agree with that. I mean, I haven't bought a... I I feel the same way about, like, clothing. There's already enough jeans in the world. We've made enough jeans. We've made enough Levi's. 
There are plenty of them that already exist. Oh. Why do we need more? We haven't made enough material. We don't have enough material. We have so much material. Why aren't we reusing material? We we just our our dumps are just filled with fabric. For, fabric used to be important. It used to be something that was like you'd rip it up and make you know bandages out of it. And and now we're just like resources are so Disposable. ubiquitous to us yeah. that we just don't give a shit. Like. And I, I don't know. And we're conditioned not to give a shit. So what do you yeah. do? It sounds like you might buy secondhand. I try to. So that's part of the thing. I don't like the, buy. Uh, she's naked. You guys, no clothes. No, Pam I'll, I'll right tell, now. I'll, she's I'll she hates you. fabric. Here's here's. She's all free and nudist right so now. So the shoes I'm wearing were yes. a gift from Amy Bebo. Oh. The socks. Those are cool too. Thank you. I know. They're comfortable. Uh, they are very comfortable. Uh, the socks, I think I asked for socks for my birthday and someone gave me like a six pack. These jeans belonged to Those are cool friend. color. Named Megan Elizabeth. She's this, name dropping her. I'm name dropping the people who've given uh, me. Yes, this is ridiculous. The belt was given to me by Under. Uh, this Under. Uh, That's a great makes, name. He, he works skin on skins. Twentieth uh, and Mission. He makes really great leather articles. Nice. Amazing things. Things sexy things too, like weird bras and stuff. Nice. Uh, this vesty thing was from Lauren, one of the women Lauren. I nanny for. This is this, so cool. This. Uh, uh, hoodie was from Mary. She's a, of tattooed stuff. She's amazing. Uh -huh. And then the t-shirts from the Muni Radio Comedy that. Festival. Yes, so. that logo. What uh, about the button? The it seems like a Garbage Pail Kids button motif. I'm like 10 feet oh, away. Oh, yeah. Well, it's no, it's just a Comedy Fest ah. button. It's just a thing. I, I'm, Shameless I like promotion flare. here. I like flair. But all of flare. my clothes, <laughs> even... I, oh, no, it's like TGI Fridays at Mutiny Radio right yeah. now, but with name dropping and better and, these, and more punk look. These underwear are from Katie Carnes. Katie I, Carnes. I is that the, the now? Is that a lover or is that a no, manufacturer no. of underwear? No, Katie Carnes is a local photographer slash comedian. Oh. And she came. We had a clothing swap, and she brought me all these clothes. And That's there were, cool. There were underwear in it too. And she's like, <laughs> "I don't think these underwear are too gross." And I was like, "I'm, I'm in it to win it, girl." Did I you have underwear? I'm gonna get. No, I won't. I mean, I just didn't. I just don't. I have. I was gonna ask if you. Yeah. I don't purchase clothing. I don't okay. buy clothes. I'm gonna do the same thing you did. Okay, okay this is a good idea too for the Costco for the street. Nope. F okay, so these are Hoka running shoes, which I my Sambas. I got my first pair of Sambas recently. They wore a hole in them, and they're not very comfortable. But they look super cool. So then it was raining, and I had a little hole in the Sambas because I walk a lot. And then I walked by in the East Bay, and there's like a recycled running shoes, and I was like, recycled I, running shoes. And I like flipped through it, and I'm like, I got these, and they have tears in them, and I'm gonna get super glue. You never know. Yeah, absolutely. The shirt, um, mm, I'm not gonna. I will say it because it's nothing wrong with like Macy's, but like 12 bucks, and I plan on like All right. wearing it. Yeah, cheap sale rack. It's good. so not yeah. like. This, okay, the socks I stole from a store. Shh, I would never steal from Mutiny Radio. <laughs> hey, where'd that microphone go? He's still talking. He's gone. Um, <laughs> the pants. Okay. All right. The. I feel like an asshole now. I feel like a non-Marxist. The the, the clothing was purchased cheaply, but I plan on l these lasting forever. Like when I die, I want to be like Lennon in a co clear coffin, and I want to be wearing this shirt because Pam is now guilted me. She she totally you. claimed shame claim shamed me. I didn't. I don't. She one up to me on the clothing, and it was super cool. That was awesome. Well, just because I don't, I just don't buy things. Right. I don't. I'm a bad American. I no. don't <laughs> buy things. Well, they you were an ad buster. Now is that's like the interesting thing. Now, now talk to me about because I am not. You may have read her too, like Naomi Klein. I'm a big fan of. Right. So she. 
I am not a huge, and I'm so interested in, in what, what you're thinking on this is like, you made a good point. You made a statement. I'm a bad American. I don't buy things. So now consumer culture, we've taken it over the edge and it's created this huge inequality, a lot of waste. So yeah. I'm just going to bust out and go, what do you think makes a good American? Well, I mean, I, what, That's a they big question. Think, what they think makes a good American or what I think makes a what good American. What do you think? Oh, I don't. I because I think, you said it in jest, but that's very true. I think true a nowadays. good American moves to Mexico. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think a good American does. We get out that's of here. That's so funny. It used to, we used to be Mexico pretty much, it used right? To be Mexico. I I just a good American I moves to Mexico. Be, I can't even be. I don't even know what it means to be. Okay, I used to love the American dream of like Laura Ingalls Wilder homesteading yes, shit. Yes, totally. It was like okay, freedom. Well, but yeah, we stole the land from the Indians. Okay, Native <laughs> Americans. All right, but. It was radical self-reliance. It was you go mm. out to a space of land yes. and you say, this is my land. And the yes. government would say, you get this land for $12 an acre if in three years you can still, you're still on it. You have to, you have Fair to deal. homestead it now. Work the you land. You have to work the land. You have to make it work. Right. And some people have money and some people didn't. And they had bad crops and the weather and the blah. I mean, I read the whole Little House in the Prairie books. They were nice. amazing. And it was like... You had to have a cow and you had to make that cow of a baby so that you could have milk and you could sell the milk to the neighbors. And if you had chickens or didn't have chickens, what are you doing? All this stuff, just feeding yourselves. Like there was no Sustainable. Time. There's no time for depression. Right. I always wonder like, is there depression in Africa? And it's like, no, nah, they're too busy trying to get clean water and not die. So it was the same thing in like the homesteading days. I don't think that Laura Ingalls Wilder was like, my life is so unfulfilled as a junior higher and I am really seeking purpose. And I just don't understand why I can't be like Carly Rae Jepsen. And uh, or whatever it is, but it's. She was jealous of Nellie's dresses, though. Yes, there but was the was talk later. to me about the rich poor dynamic. See, I, I'm gonna rich, I'm gonna give well, you a little. The rich poor dynamic will always exist, mm. but it used to be that as an American, you could come from nothing and yes. you could create something, and you yes. were given the opportunity to make that happen. Yes. Now there were people with money that will always have money, and Correct. we know the one percent has always been there. There will always be someone in charge, and they will have more, and they will find a way to make people work for them, and it just happens. And it's fine because they're not necessarily the most the the, the happier ones, right? Well, it depends. I yeah. Mean, the point, though, is that if you are worried about having, you have to do so many chores, you have no time to be on the computer or to be doing nothing because you're doing something because you're worried about subsisting and living. Yes. But everything's so easy now. And when you can just boop, 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 you put a hot pocket in the microwave, gross. And it's like, <laughs> but everything's so accessible that we've taken away this, like, internal ability to survive. And that makes us sad. Totally. And now we're like, I'm so unfulfilled. Well, because oh. I, th I think a lot of, and I'm trying to like, there's so many, it's like so funny. It's like, oh, this is why I got it. So talking Look. to Pam, I got all excited about this book because this, this is what, and you, let me ask you this. Had you, I'm, I'm you know, about Occupy, like the, yeah, yeah. the natural by nothing. So you had, have had some experience with Adbusters and some of this, just being a thinking person. Talk to me about that. So. The problem with Occupy yes. is that nobody listens to smelly, dirty hippies. Yes. And they don't take them seriously. And although there was a very serious... But were they all smelly, dirty hippies or no, was that in the media? That was I with know. the media portrayal. Yes, thank you. And people love media. But, right. <laughs> but also, we hate thinking and people don't think anymore. Yes. we cold critical thought from our education system with No Child Left Behind. I was a high school teacher and I left Aww. in 2001 because of No Child Left Behind. I saw them taking away our ability to teach critical thought and moving it toward teaching to the test, which means yes. there's a yes or no, an ABC. Right. There's no more, here's an idea. What do you think about it? Right. How does that 
attached to this idea or this idea or this opposite idea? Can you compare? Do you know how that came up? And that was from legislation from the No Child Left Behind. Behind. I didn't know that. From George W. Bush. So I think that it was a large scale government conspiracy to dumb down an entire entire generation of our people. It made us. That's why fake news is susceptible to so many people because they're constantly on Facebook and everything that they see, they go, oh, okay. And they don't know how to read and they don't know how to think. And they don't critically think. And this is legislation from the Republicans. Thank you. So they just, and they just want to consume and they want things. They just want. Right. And they just want, want, want. Right. And And we don't have time to think if we're consuming, we have to work so we can go buy our jeans. Yeah. I have a great, this, this stopped me dead in my tracks. And some, some of these things have been kismet lately, like being in here and getting to meet awesome Pam. And there's a great, this quote will, I can't believe I'm, oh. How about this, given given our uh, present situation, which I have an opinion on, and I, and I put something out there today, and I would like to hear your opinion on it. This is from the, um, the, the guy, Kala, I think I'm saying that right, who's the producer of Adbusters, the book we were talking about. The right before, I mean, the opening quote of the book, just given what's happened in the last few days in the news, it says, World War III will be a guerrilla information war with no division between military and civilian participation. Ooh. And that quote is attributed to Marshall McLuhan, who I don't know. And, and it sounds good. It sounds nonviolent, but it also sounds like it's more scary than even, I mean, I just almost, I'm almost done with 1984. This oh, stuff is what scary. a great book. Yeah. Yeah. I love George Orwell. Uh, okay. So that's, it is, that is very scary and they are buying and sell. well, that's the thing is all it says though. And the guerrilla warfare is against really our humanity. If you take right. it down, we're not people anymore. We're commodities. We're yes. money. And yes. the more money you spend, the better American you are. So they're going to protect <laughs> the good Americans right. who are spending, who are hating Jews right. and blacks and hating right. all the people taking their job to terrorists and I'm buying a new Escalade. I got an Escalade and I'm, I don't care. I'm getting gas. American, <laughs> right? And like, I'm in a state and we're going to, we're going to work. So and they're and they're I don't have a job but that's okay I mean but there's and but they're still voting for Trump but uh, as long as you're spending you're you're fine you're spend, a good American spend, spend. and if you just and, and don't think and and we've been taught that we've been taught that you can get credit and then if your credit fucks up you just get bankruptcy and then you don't get credit for ten years and you get to do it again and right. it's like what right it's and even our education system is like worthless you get a college degree and I mean I even I when I was in graduate school I taught I was a TA for a lot of classes and I was. You know, grading a lot of papers and dealing with... They can't write. Yeah. They can't even write a five-paragraph yeah. essay. And they're in college. I'd be... Read, I was like... And what year What college. year was this? It hasn't gotten better. So I'm assuming uh, probably maybe... Between two, I was in graduate school from yep. 2008 to 2012. So for those four years. And the kids, the undergraduate kids, were dumb. But yeah. I, had, I had taught... That, that's I, The reason I got out was that I had been teaching high school and junior high from 97 to 2001. And... I saw what was happening and I was like, I can't be a part of this. I cannot be, yep. I can't make money off teaching them this. Yep. I, I won't do it. And people are like, you're crazy. Why would you leave teaching? And I'm like, because it's not, te- you're not, you're not being, you're not, I, and I'm putting, I understand it. When you I said that no child, you're what? not, it's not teaching. It's like it, it, two plus two equals four. It's not like, you know, you, you talk well, about it better than no child left behind. Well, I it's, wanted it. It's that, they completely changed our access to books to it was wow. and it wasn't that when you read 1984 as as a classroom for 12th grade english 
you didn't talk about the themes and write a you know write a paper uh, comparing you know mind thought or you know double plus ungood like, like the use let's say the use of language the use of reverse language to affect its people or taking a, a theme out of it and then comparing it to and something it's because why because they could pick apart media they could pick apart fox news and go you guys are lying to us so it was so but when they do a test they yep. say you've read this book and it became what was the girlfriend what was the name of stupid the, little details right like Right or wrong, it just right. it, it didn't black have, and white. It didn't have anything to do thematically or with understanding a book. It was more like breaking it down into A, B, C. It just took it took out the true knowledge of knowledge. Well, let me ask you this: since like you're schooling, yes, takes versus that, knowledge. Right. School, right, right. And would you go back now that there's opportunity? I'm in reading. So would you go back now, given the state of the world and like you just assuming and you make may keep up? Would you ever go and teach in a in a small setting or like a yeah. Montessori school? Yeah, or something not. Like that? I would never teach with right. my California credential again in like a regular right. public school setting. Right. Unless right. I was a con, unless I was contracted on the outside with specific. Right. with my own curriculum yes. that I was bringing in as a consultant yes. I'd be yes. fine with that Yes. but yeah I teach in a small group like we, the nomad kids are right up the street and it's a group school it's a it's a home school but they're all doing it together with this one amazing teacher and they came here for a month and I taught them twice a week and they did their own podcasts and it was awesome Aww, that was is the rad oh, that's so exciting great. and they were junior high kids and they all got prepared and they came and they were excited and they ran the board themselves and I just kind of stood here and I told them how to do it and then I watched them do it and they were so excited I bet And but they're right up the street like I would definitely I'm I think education is the key to everything. Me I think too. That, I think that fiction and literature is the key to stopping wars because yes. if people know how to read, they can have empathy. If you read a book yes. where the main character is, like let's say, um, was it Native Son? The one that's about the black guy in the R 20s, Richard Bigger. Richard something. Richard Wright. Maybe. Richard Wright. And, but, and the main character's name is Bigger and he kills this white girl and... It, it's just it's this crazy when you can be in the mind and it's a first person narrative a person that's not yourself and you can identify with them in whatever it is even if it was a book where the main character was like a white supremacist weirdo killer like if you can empathize then you can understand what people are and then you can maybe not maybe not kill someone later or take a gun out on the street or yeah you just you understand i think the key to everything is understanding that everybody's a person who's important but that's what the government is doing to us we're not important anymore as people our thoughts and feelings mm. are meaningless our humanity is nothing we are dollar bills to them they don't care about people dying of the opiate of course problem. Not. no it's, it's more like thank god they're dying so we don't have to pay for them anymore it's like buy our drugs and get hooked on them until you can't afford it anymore and then you have to get them illegally and now we just want you to die well i think talking about conspiracies i see and i don't know if it's I see a class war and oh, I see I see war. what the let's call it the I mean you look at our representatives in they don't talk about like they want to take the healthcare thing that like didn't didn't pass or whatever you know okay. and we just kind of got lucky that healthcare is really complicated and it's we just we got lucky you know and but it just goes to show that like they they care more about thank you they care about more about money than people which is exactly what you just said and yeah. I, something that came up 
that I've been thinking about, and and just given our talk on um, the death tax and, and Marxism, I think we're both um, and we're the same age, and we've you get to, you get older and you come to a position of like neutrality and and levity, maybe even though we're me and you are both passionate like about things. So I think talking about education probably an unpopular opinion and i'm just gonna i try to say things simply and and tersely sometimes is i actually this sound this is gonna sound cold but i'll explain it i don't care what happens with gun control legislation because i think we are i think that gets us to look at the wrong issue i think the issue is and i'll just say this is that let's say that legislation does pass okay you can't no more assault weapons to um you have to be I'll say something stupid. You have to be 30 and in some, some kind of law enforcement to buy an assault weapon. Whatever. You know, I, I don't care because it gets – what I care about is – and I'll use a bad analogy, but I, I, thought, I think I thought of a good one. Like making drugs illegal doesn't mean that people can't get drugs. So that's a bad analogy, but I'll go further and say – are you fucking telling me that if you right now even stopped the fucking manufacture of AR-15 assault rifles, that somebody would, however, how many are out there now? Three million? Yeah. You're telling me that someone can't go on the dark web. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Someone can't go on the internet <laughs> yeah. and search or talk to somebody sure. that like was in the military at some point and is, and, oh yeah, Absolutely. I can get you one of those. Sure. It'll just cost you a little bit more right. and go into high school and shoot everybody. Yes. Are you fucking it kidding still me? still happen. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It can still happen. You're right. Focusing on the wrong things. Yeah. I don't think that's cold. I absolutely believe it. We're focusing yeah. on the wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem is that why do we have so many fucking, we got to think of it this way. In America, no matter what, we're all rich. <laughs> Compared to the rest of the world, we're, we're lucky. wealthy, lucky motherfuckers. Yes. We have hot and cold water everywhere. Agreed. Everywhere. Agreed. I don't understand why we can't take care of the 7,500 homeless in this city because we. There's easily, no money in it, George Carlin. There's there's, there's money no in the war on drugs. No, yeah. So there's no money in housing. <laughs> but so for the people that can't afford houses in this city, we yes. got hot and cold water. We've got toilets. It's amazing. We could throw our tissue paper in the toilet. It's incredible. Yes. Uh, but we have so much that we're we even devalue ourselves. You've got kids where where no one appreciates me in school i'm gonna go kill everybody it's like what is wrong with us we we're all so unfulfilled and we need to take prozac and we need to take your future and we're sad 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 well talk you, we you know so you know much. some of the things that are wrong with us is that what the media lies to us that the, the they're not the you no, walked away Verna, the, you were trying to do a good thing and you're a good person and you were like you know what i'm not being of service teaching these kids because this is not an education like you walk to what like talk to talk what else is wrong with us and how do we what's the solution i don't we just have to if we could balance out the problem is the media says yes you need you need you need yes this. you need right. this so that it'll, you'll be like this right and you don't need your needs are actually very low like our needs are you know roof overhead yep. warmth you know which kind of goes with roof food uh like after food, I mean, what else? alcohol would be do, right. but uh, but comfort and so I mean, but what what do we need really to stay alive? Not that much, and yet we're constantly bombarded with media that's like you need this. If you're not a person unless you have this, right? You need this. You get this. And keeping all, up with the Joneses is now like keeping up with the Kardashians. It's right. ridiculous. <laughs> Your butt totally. is never gonna look like hers because she has a surgeon on call. Right. You'll right? never be thin enough, and you'll never be smart enough, and you'll never be. But you can have your own podcast. It's like. 
It's like B B B do do do. Be a celeb, and now everyone. You know, I've been thinking. Celebrity. Right when I when 10, 15 years ago, when you even I would look at it once in a while because you know you have your like little movie star crush or whatever. So like at the checkout, oh people, or I whatever. stopped looking at Us magazine yeah. when I stopped recognizing the people. I'm like, who, who is like they? like even like it's a it's a whatever example. I kind of liked the show, and I think I don't think they're bad people on the show. They're goofballs. They're not my. I'm not. I don't relate to them, but to each his own. But like, take the Jersey Shore. It's like when you, if you, if you, that's if you never seen the show, it's common. It's, it's good. It's campy. That's kind of a good one. Where the Kardashians is kind of dark, right? Because they're vacuous. The the Jersey Shore. Those are people that actually exist, and they don't seem like bad people. But we've made everybody can be a celebrity. Now I gotta be a celebrity. Now I can be a celebrity. They're, and you're like, they were doing it without irony. They were they were being <laughs> New Jersey and. You, we're looking at it going like this is ridiculous but they're doing it without irony they're like right. this is just who they are right and I think that that's interesting that's the same yes. thing as the duck dynasty yes like, why? totally I've there's never that actually segment seen that it, exists right. right it's that this is these are people oh my god these are people right but then that also sort of helps because it gives us the sense of empathy. It Although does. I hate the idea of reality TV empathy because it it's twisted because it's not real. Right. Because there's it fuels consumer culture. Well, there's all of these cameras and they tell them yes. to do things and they take right. Extra it's not right. And there's kind of a script and they put together a story and they take all this film and then they piece together the story. Calling it reality TV is Orwellian because I right. don't think for, since the first real world was dope, the second one with Puck was kind of after that. It, they well, were because then they started being like, ugh, we can't just let these kids hang out in a house we've got to give them jobs oh shit we've got to give them something to do because otherwise they just fuck around it it was like oh how much can they get fucked up at bars and stuff i guess a lot uh so they had to give them like structure and function and but that's they it's all crafted and that's the thing is media is crafted yes okay and here's the other thing right now with the media and but the media is different than news news Mm. used to be that when you had news stuff you had to tell both sides of the story. It used to be on TV that if you were gonna give like 30 seconds to one side, you had to give 30 seconds to the other. Everything was meant to be non-biased. Now everything is biased. And you know you're biased depending on which news source you choose. (laughs) I'm HuffPost. I like The Onion. I think The Daily Show (laughs) is actual news. Totally. But, But like, because it's showing us how ridiculous the shit is. Right, but then there's also Fox News, but yep. they're still saying that's news. So even our news is being funneled through the idea and through the lens of someone else. Yes. There's nothing, everything is through a lens. And when you have multiple lenses, you've got refractions and rainbow things it over here. It just seeks to divide us. Yes, through all these lenses. Which And what's the truth? When everything mm. is bifracted lens-wise, and then you have all of these like light forms flushing off you've got it's like did I see something was that a hallucination <laughs> was Trump getting peed on by Russian hookers did I just, was that a rainbow what was happening over there no, that's a Thursday for him by the way right but that's so all of that that is that news now that's news now thank you like Aziz Ansari's blowjob finger bang expedition was like fucking news for two weeks right and that's a distraction to us of course because it's titillating it's sensational and you know what i have this to say about it because i feel very strongly about it i went to go see i I discovered the nation which is a great great news source right and it's it's ah, i just ran out of the building with the microphone again i'm back and i went to go see this guy john nichols that writes for him and he made a great statement he wrote a book called the 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 Trump men of the apocalypse or something. He's written a lot of books and he wrote a book on the media, which I want to get. And he, he made a great statement. He says, which is prevent, 
prevalent in our culture, which is what we've been talking about. He said, the media knows how to cover entertainment. It doesn't know how to cover reality. <laughs> and I would even take it one step further and go, it doesn't want to cover reality because the reality is there's a lot of inequality in this country. And if you don't educate yourself and, and get a real source of news, you are going to be wondering what happened when the fucking bank foreclosed on your, uh, when you lost your job right. because of automation and your bank foreclosed and you have three kids and you have to move to a one bedroom apartment. But what they're going to do is just blame the black people. So of course. Even, even at the bottom, so my buddy lives They, there. and they mean the media. The media. All of the media almost. when you go to media in... My buddy lives in St. Louis and he sent a page to me from his news and um, it was all of the bad things that had happened or whatever and you look through the pictures and there's like, man accused of rape, blah, 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 robbing, there's a shot. Every single one of them was black. There was one white guy. And that's just the daily news out there. So the media is even shaping racism in our country. Yes. We're shaping racism. There's just all of these... Lenses that are being perpetuated by, I don't know, these Facebook gods now that they've stolen all our data and they're like, we know how to get, like, they can't get Which I assume when they were going to do anyone. Did you ever assume you were private when you went on the internet? Of course not. (laughs) But the whole thing is, I was hoping I'd be public and I'm like, yeah, take my novel and make it public. Christ, like, somebody read my fucking novel. You know what I mean? (laughs) No one listens to radio anymore. They're not going to come see my comedy. Pick me up. Make me a Kardashian. Exactly. Pam wants to be a Kardashian, you guys. I don't. I like. Like my butt the way it is. <laughs> I don't want those implants. I don't know what they do to those girls. I have a serious, and I've been, I've been really looking into the media and and how they lie to us, and we, and they're and they're sharp, and they, I've bought into it until I started realizing like, I can actually, and I think you are, you are the same. You're doing something productive. We're talking about this stuff. The FCC vote to lose on net neutrality. I've been pushing people to call it media neutrality because the big part of it is, is that before one entity could not own, say the examiner, the Chronicle, the, the K Ron, or if that's still around, but now what people don't realize the dangerous part of it is that one entity and you don't think the murdochs are going to come in and buy every so if you turn on so if you have no source of independent news because a, a good guy is probably not going to fund it a good guy's got three kids and worried about losing his house doesn't have time to put together a fucking newspaper isn't a billionaire right winger can't buy all the media you can buy all the media now and how is that it's going to go to court the states are trying to fight it what a year i'm because i'm and that's well, part of my thing is it's how- hard i i would say that even more than the what that the bottleneck that that's creating with the truth they're even doing it on a smaller level like with facebook and that they've changed the algorithm so that unless you pay to have your things boosted you can't they put a bottleneck on on your audience so i used to do a lot of audience seeking and passing of of podcasts and what what is the point of that too i don't i don't understand all of the because they want they want to use it to make money and they don't want they don't want my podcast to be passed around because they can't make any money off it they want people to they click assume, on their commercials on this oh they're gonna so, buy people are gonna buy advertising wait continue to explain because I, I don't, don't even make really any know. Adver- advertising but for they when you're limit, on facebook yes if you're going to make something visible now yes you used to be able to put it up and then people would see it right but now they make people not see it unless you pay them so you have to pay them three dollars and then they give you access to like eight thousand people and so 
what it used to be was that the people that you collected were the people that saw things, but now they're putting the kibosh. That was on the that. point of having friends, even some random guy that you sure. meet one night in a bar. You're like, you're like I'll be your Facebook friend because maybe you listen to my show. Exactly. Right. But now they bottleneck the information unless you pay for it. I did not know that. So it's the same kind of thing with. That's Do you know where to get a source to read that story in I, Huffington? Would did, where did you find out? I mean, you you would find out. How did you find out about that? About and Facebook? Because it happens to me all the time. They ask me to boost my posts, and I say no. And I've noticed that we had it. Okay. So I've found that we have. Um, I can look at our numbers of our. We get about boost th- means pay me, motherfucker. Right. Okay. So we get about three hundred thousand downloads a month as a station. All wow. of our shows together. That's awesome. But at. We used to get 50% of them through Facebook because of the way that I was using Facebook and tagging. I Every person I have on my show, I tag them. So then when I put the podcast out, it goes on their page sure. as well. So nice. it gets bigger and around. and people. Right. You can do that. It's sort of like an invite, but you're doing it with right. a podcast. And it's, so everybody can see it. So just, right. it just opens the audience to more people. Right. And and that's great. And that's how I've been using it. And I used to get... And your friends like it because they look cool. They're like, right. damn, they're like, show yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. on the show and yeah. I was a comedian. But so now that doesn't exist well it, it still does but it's only 25 percent. so it cut so it in half because they want half. you to boot they want you to pay and three dollars of i'll three let you talk every I'm bad time, like, just three dollars every time i want to do you something. put it out there but i'm not going to do that so i know i'm not going to pay for that that's ridiculous well how much would that actually so to get it back up and take a guess at it to get back from the 25 percent i spent 20 bucks a week so yep. if i if i they basically want 100 bucks a month out of me okay and which I, is a lot for a lot of people. Which is which a is, lot. Fuck that. It's, that's when what it, it used to be, to be free. Here. I just I can't imagine like that's what we right. Do. It costs that to have a show. Right, and to, to try to, to pay a hundred dollars to promote it, I think that's crazy. Right. So I think that you should be able to organically promote it. But that's yes. where yes. I yes. Yes. Well, and, just, and this is okay. The language we use. So just and this is because and I'm super interested in stuff like this because I feel I, like I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, you the language you do you are you kidding me? You're saying that Facebook. Let's just let me try to like put it in my language because I want you to continue on that. So, Facebook because I try to be neutral. I'm not. I am a Marxist, but I'm a progressive. But I'm not a super anti-capitalist. So I'm I'm weird like that. So basically, sure. what happened is Facebook, and I'm gonna be trying to be super fair and neutral and neutral because I'm trying to become the media. Yeah. So so Facebook, you used to get 50% of um, your download traffic through um, use the language in in sharing your um, yeah tagging, 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 tagging your people, friends right and then just. The algorithms tagging the station, tagging everything. Yep. Almost like hashtagging, but right. then it would spread. That would get a lot of vis- visibility. Right. So Facebook changed their paradigm. You use the word algorithm. Yeah. And they want to now charge you, which you so that that cut they their new algorithm as it stands right now cut that in half. Yes. Okay. But that is still a hundred and fifty thousand downloads am i right or is that half of 150 well no it's it, so it would be it used so out of our 300,000 yep. 50% of that used right. to come from facebook 150 so, uh, so now it's down to 75 so now it's down to like 75 now let me ask you this cuz i'm really curious and i know you so i want to stay out of the morality of things because i i try to think like a philosopher I happen to know this. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. He's a philosopher. (laughs) I meant Zuckerberg, and if he's listening, he'll love it. So 50 
33 billion dollars is the amount of money just from um his stock holdings that mark zuckerberg made last year wow. 33 billion just from having just from starting facebook and having his having it be a publicly traded company now let's pretend that and he might be running for president he might be not I look at I looked at an interview with Jeff Bezos. I don't like some of the things that Jeff Bezos has done, and I've criticized him. But maybe in five, maybe in three years, maybe if Zuckerberg and he probably would be better than Trump, right? So let's say that like he's gonna take that thirty-three billion and run for president and fund every fucking buddy that's a progressive across the board to give the f you. Now I don't think he's gonna do that, but I look at a big picture. So I think in the system we're at. It's his system. It's his algorithm. You still were getting way more business through Facebook. This is how, because I've been thinking about the the Cambridge Analytica thing. And I'm like, just like you said, I'm a writer. I'm like, you know how many more people saw my blog just through this free system? And Zuckerberg did it. I've taken advantage of the freeness for sure. Yes. And Zuckerberg did, at one point, he keeps saying he wants to make it a public you he he's been calling it for years a public utility which kind of now in this day and age is scary absolutely though like the telephone it's easy it's better than the telephone it has messaging it has pictures it has has all kinds of capabilities yes yeah now given what i just said let me go back to what this. are your thoughts yeah mark please. zuckerberg should not be president only because he's <laughs> never he has no experience in politics i am sick of people all of a sudden becoming the president they have no experience at all oprah fucking don't run if you want to run there's a seat right now in orange county there you up. go start get experience why don't correct. you correct why don't you be a councilwoman or correct. be a mayor of a city earn something you just your don't money doesn't something. give you the right to mark do everything yeah if i you agree be, with if you if you want to be the president of the united states mark zuckerberg right now we are voting for a mayor fucking throw your 33 billion dollars in the motherfucking ring and say i will take care of san francisco there you go take care of you what are you doing go pam yeah but you're gonna run for president you you fucking arrogant (laughs) entitled piece of dog shit just because you're the smartest guy to figure this shit out and you're making all the money you think that you just bypass everything else there's still a fucking system they have to live within that's the one but at that no but that is i will bring bring, i I like where you're going and i agree with you Right, but that is the system. system. Trump's like, I create the system. I'm better than the system. I'm the system, and and that's what it used to be like that. And then we had a we had a president. It used to be like that, and this is what the big tech companies now are going under. They're getting microscope with antitrust. Do they have too much power? And one of the things that I loved, I forgot where I read it. FDR came because you had the big robber barons, the Carnegies, all this stuff, just like it was before. Then we had a progressive party that came to rise, which I see now. And one of the like, I'm just using. I don't know if it was Carnegie the steel guy one of them was like he goes what do i need the laws for i have all the money i should i make the laws something like that and and fdr got up and he said he goes good i want their vitriol no those guys aren't gonna vote for you He goes good i don't want them to just like a bernie said i went to go see bernie sanders speak at chrissy field with cornell west opening dave math it was the most (laughs) spiritual event i ever and i don't even agree with all his ideas but but he's throwing stuff out for 45 motherfucking years exactly right and he looked and look what he did with burlington and you know what he said He's very just like Robert Rice. I like him too. Bernie goes, I'm not anti greed. He goes, I'm not anti rich. I'm anti greed. He wants to ta- tax Wall Street speculation. Yeah, it should be great. taxed. Absolutely. You know? If you're going to tax the. Okay, but yeah. my whole point yes. is that we, we are destroying our own democracy by electing people to the topmost of our nation who have no fucking experience at all. And he is destroying what, democracy. Fake it till you make it? Fuck you, America. 
Fuck you. Not fake it till you make it. You fucking Barack Obama it. You work your ass off. Yes. You become a lawyer. You study constitutional motherfucking law. You become a senator. You fucking do it. And then you become president. It, if you want... Hey, Mark Zuckerberg, I invite you to throw your hat in the ring for this June and become the mayor of San Francisco. Nice. And then if you want to run in 2020, I would stand up, and I think everyone else here would, seeing if you have the experience to not only run a company, but a city and know something about government. Know there something you go. about dealing with people. Otherwise, we don't know what you're going to be like, and you're like, maybe our democracy, because Facebook, and I think that's what we were talking about, Facebook's kind of iffy at this point, and that's why I try to bring in neutral, like, yes, they've done this, but they've done this. It's very, like, and we don't he's unproven as a politician he has no experience in politics it's no. like the hubris well, the hubris of these people to think that I could just be in politics people study this there are people that get master's degrees PhDs they spend their entire lives studying history and reading books and reading like Rilke and, or no that's different that's poetry the meritocracy but, <laughs> which people tell us they and the media no work hard do this and then you can't then you can't have it both ways which is a big problem of mine with like the far right Republicans and all that stuff it's like no don't be a fucking hypocrite like t- if that's your position fine I might agree with it I might not but you can't have it both ways so you can't you can't in the media tell us that we land of the free home of the brave this is a meritocracy pull yourself up by our bootstraps Unless you're Donald Trump and you don't have to, and right. you can be insulting, and in a vote of, and we don't have you to. Can be th- this is to not. Everybody. This is an oligarchy, and and it, it is not yep. a democracy anymore. We're losing our democracy. We're going to lose our voices in the media with this three to two. Some guy now. If you took, fuck anybody from. I got to start researching like what people say in other countries about it. They're fucking laughing at us, yeah, and we are. deserve their laughter. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And and I would love. Another country, like, like, let's just look at the fucking exact situation that happened. This is my biggest worry for this country because we see what the media does to us. They fucking lie to us. Yeah. And so a, a Jit Pai comes over from former Verizon lawyer, goes to head the FCC. All of a sudden, our net neutrality, he might have a uh, conflicting interest. So all of a That's sudden, crazy. yeah, all of a sudden, our, um, our, net neutrality laws are gone and you know what let's be really really fair let's break it down what i have yet to see an argument what was wrong with the way the current system is set up we might critique it but like what was wrong with the net with with the cable and all that you know what was wrong the people weren't making enough money we weren't brainwashing enough people well i feel like it should uh wi-fi should be free everywhere like why do we have to pay for it like why why not just make it free everywhere hey everybody there should be free wi-fi everywhere it's utility 